0: Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Who's You, the Chandler Gilbert Community College Visual and Performing Arts Podcast. Today I am lucky enough to be interviewing one of my all-time favorite Phoenix-based artists, Sydney Mallory. Sydney began her education as a psychology major at Penn State University, and then she transitioned into art therapy, and then art education, and finally landed herself into studio arts. So through her unconventional path of education, she's held on to chunks of information from each one of those fields and currently applies that information to her current three-dimensional sculptural work, as well as her teaching of art in the Bachelor's of Fine Arts program at Arizona State University. So, without ado, enough information for me. Let's hear from Sydney. All right, Sydney, we are just going to talk because I'm not going to be an awkward person recording an interview, okay? All right. All right. So, um, one thing that I think is really fascinating about you is... Uh, the, the, well, I guess just about the title that we assign ourselves in art, right? And I think that the word sculpture, sculptor, is such a loaded word. And, it, you know, I think most people not trained in contemporary art, they think of like a, you know, some white man making a, a like, a, you know, with a chisel in hand, sculpting a marble bust of a god or something. Um, and I always think that, you know, obviously identity always informs what we make. How does your identity inform your practice?
1: Yes. Um, I agree. I feel like sculpture is such a loaded term and it's one that people really, I feel like, don't understand quite yet. I feel yeah. like I get students who are like, sculpture, what is this? And I'm like, it's everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I I feel like my identity really does play an influence um, on how I see myself as a sculptor. And um, I'm I'm from Pittsburgh, so I'm from the like Rust Belt, um, the steel town, the steel city that like helped build America. So um, I'm really interested in industry and um, kind of finding old things to kind of figure out how to make them, so or what to make with them. So I grew up really. Taking scraps from the backyard, from the alleyway, um, going around and exploring junkyards or around the like mills or the railroads, just finding things and just building with them. And that really informs my practice now, in that um, I am just like kind of like a scavenger, I would say, really. And then um, I'm also. A queer artist, and I think that um, that plays into my my work as well. And I I really enjoy thinking about the word queer in the terms of like um, going against the binary, going against what we see as um, correct. So also just kind of flipping things. So taking an industrial object big chunk of metal and how do I make it this soft thing maybe yeah. so really kind of flipping the narrative on things too
0: oh my god that's really beautiful
1: thank yeah, you
0: I love that I, love, I mean it's it's so interesting for me because I have like a little bit of knowledge of your work right I've, I've been looking at your work for for years and it's really great to like hear you talk about it, it like it, it, it fills in a lot for me I think one thing that I really do appreciate about your work too is like um I look at the stuff and it's like, it's like timeless, you know, like it's not, it's not like a, it's not like pinpointed at one point in time, you know? Yeah. And I, I love the idea that you're like a, you're a scavenger. Like you're just taking all of these things and like, you know, uh, I don't know. You're just like, I don't know, squirreling them away and then like making something out of them. It's, yeah.
1: yeah, totally. It's what I do. I'm like, I like this. And sometimes it'll just live with me. I have to like live with it and kind of feel the piece, if yeah. that makes sense, yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, I don't know, that's, that's is that something that you're interested in as a residency like that?
1: Um, yeah, I'd like to do it, um, my work kind of differs, I'd, yeah. I kind of like to go and just be like, can I just explore your junkyard, um, <laughs> where they're like, they're, they, they are expert casters Making, um, yeah. of like porcelain and steel, you know, yeah. um, so... They're like, oh, come in. They expect artists to come in and make a bunch of, like, castings and things. And yeah. I'm like, no, I just want to, I yeah. just want to scavenge.
0: <laughs> you're, like, you're, like, looking for a resonated junkyard, maybe. Yeah. That would be odd. Yeah, I actually just went to an RV junkyard recently. It was amazing. It was, it's in, like, North, or, uh, West Phoenix. You should check it out sometime. Oh, my gosh. Yes. All right. So, uh, here you are, you know, very successful artist and educator, but you're still pretty young and, uh. I think one thing that I really got out of talking to you before this interview is um, how your past and your past interests have really informed your work, that interest being in psychology. And uh, I, you know, I think one thing is like, you know, it's really easy for us, you know, when we're, when we're really young, maybe before we even start our education to be like, oh, I want to be an artist and an educator. But then you end up becoming an artist and educator. and It's like, what's next, right? And uh, would you share with us? your idea of what an ideal career would look like for you in, say, 10 years.
1: Yes. Um, so I think my, like, an ideal thing for me in 10 years would be to kind of open up my own practice. Like, I, I really would like to go back into psychology and research um, and maybe get a degree in psychology. It's really kind of calling me right now, I think. Um, and I I definitely look at my work as therapeutic. So, really thinking about how can I do like art therapy, but like through my style of working, which is with these these large materials and it's super physical. Um, one thing with that I'm researching right now within psychology is somatic experiencing and somatic therapy which is really saying that, you know, it's your body and your senses that are really speaking to your nervous system more so than your mind. So that's why, like, where these triggers are and where our body holds trauma. Um, and I, I I really feel that as I'm making work and I'm, I'm physically doing it with my body and also I view a lot of my work as body. So the way that I create these sculptures as well, um, Kind of is a real therapy for me. So I'd really like to be in a spot where I'm, um, I'm still teaching because I'm teaching this yep. therapy, but I'm also like helping with it because um, I think I really love education. I really love making, and I really love psychology and helping people and and talking to people.
0: Yeah, I love the idea of like this, like teaching, this like this like hybrid of teaching making with like a therapeutic. Like through a therapeutic lens, right? Yeah. Yeah. So your, your art making is therapeutic, therapeutic for you? Is that what you're saying? Like you making things? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I would definitely say so. It's it's sometimes, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like a way that I'm exploring things because often people will ask me about what my work and I'm like, it's, I don't know what it's about, but it's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> and they're <laughs> like, what? I'm like, if I could say it I would say it <laughs> uh-uh. but I couldn't so I made it like yeah. um yeah I'm really thinking about uh looking at my sculptures as bodies or kind of my my body in the presence of of these things so really thinking about the body with them um and trying to put them in situations that uh, I don't know there's like a kind of there's an intensity and a presence with them mm-hmm. so I think my work Works really well in person because yeah. of that. Um, another reason, kind of off topic, that I also have to like install my work because it's there's there's something that I'm really feeling. I'm like, oh, mm, it's not quite here. Let me shift this a little bit until you find that like spot of tension, really. Yeah
0: does it get installed different? Like when you install work multiple times, does it get installed differently ever?
1: Oh yeah. 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 So a lot of it is the space that it's in too. So um, I have one piece and it's the piece up at SMOCA right now, Scottsdale Museum of Contemporary Art. um, And it's called Six Evolve. And it's really just six four by fours that I view as like a community or as family, this like grouping of bodies and I put them in different positions. They've been up against the wall, they've been hanging from the wall, kind of like projecting out of the wall. Um, they've been in a display case standing upright, you know, and right now they're um, at Uh, they are interlocking and kind of self-supporting while standing. And with this work, I'm, I'm really taking into consideration, like, the space that it's in that I have to work with. So sometimes the space dictates, like, what I'm, how I um, put the work together. And then sometimes it's, like, what's going on in the world at the time or yeah. in my life as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love the idea that your work is a little bit of a reaction, right? Like, it's a little reaction of the world. Yeah. It's like an answer to the world. It's a little bit, uh, it doesn't have to be this, like, stagnant thing that is the same thing. Like, I mean, I think about my my pictures. Like, my pictures are frozen moments in time. And, like, sure, their context will change based on when the viewer views them. Mm-hmm. But, like, they will never change. Yeah, right? And I think that's, like, a beautiful thing about sculpture is, like, that, yeah. can, that can morph. I think that's that's cool. Um, So, I, and I also think that it's fascinating that you want to go and uh, thinking about getting a... or furthering your education in psychology. I think that's that's awesome because right? That's where you started your college career off as, as a psychology major. Um, what do you think has like sustained your interest in like formal psychology and how has that, uh, always played out in your art or has it always played out in your art?
1: Um, so my interest in psychology is I've, um, I've always, I, I feel, I don't, what's the word? Like, I don't want to say I've suffered from, but I've always had anxiety and depression issues um, that you know are come and go in waves of like being really high and um, and sometimes being very manageable and it's something that I've I've learned to I've I've learned about myself and learned to kind of um, kind of maintain and take care of myself. Um, and I think that that was a real push and just like I really wanted to understand it. Like why why is this happening? Why do I feel this way? What's it coming from? So um, I think that's where it was. I think as a kid I I knew that I felt this way and then I heard psychology and I was interested but also kind of afraid of therapy at that time. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like kind of what pushed me to go want to go into it as well. And it's also like, you know, that job, <laughs> it's yeah. a real title job. <laughs> um, and so I think that's what really maintains my interest. And in it is also kind of really learning about myself and exploring myself through it. Um, and then it, I wouldn't say it was always a part of my work, but I think my work really clicked for me when I allowed it and accepted it as part of my work really and really allowed my work to also like really explore kind of myself and my feelings but also um that on a broader spectrum so that it's kind of welcoming like people yeah. can enter it because um, i think at one point my work was very just like it's very kind of conceptual in that like I would think of something and then I would do it and it's right there and yes. it's just like I'm like oh, I don't want to <laughs> be this kind of heavy-handed with it so yeah um yeah
0: well I, I mean I think that I mean I think that brings up a really interesting point of like the misconceptions on how artists work I think you know society at large might have this misconception or I, I feel have this misconception that like artists come up with an idea and they illustrate the idea through an object or an image or a video or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, there are people that do work that way. Yeah. I would say very few. Um, I, I mean, I guess in my own experience, I, I see, I interact with more people that like, um, they're, and, and it, and it's funny because like, you know, you didn't start out as knowing you were going to be an artist. I didn't start out knowing I was going to be an artist And if somebody would have told non-artist me this, I would have been like, okay, that's pretty goofy. Um, But like, because it just sounds a little like wishy-washy of like, I think like subconsciously we have these like ideas and these concepts like floating around. And we're like, as we're making something, we're processing that information and like kind of like bringing it to the forefront of our consciousness. Right? And so it's like... I don't, I mean, I know personally, like I don't start off knowing what the end is going to look like. Right. It's the process kind of is what creates the end. Yeah. And, uh, there's a lot, I mean, there's a little bit of like, you know, blind faith in that you have to like really trust the process and trust your skills to, to get to somewhere. Right. And so, you know, I, I think that's a, that's kind of a beautiful thing. And thinking about how that plays in with psychology or, you know, dealing with, with, uh, issues of anxiety and depression of like, you know, uh, you're really accepting, you know, the lack of control when you start w- with an art practice like that. Yeah. Right, and I think that's, I mean, that's a powerful thing, because if we think about it, like, I don't know how many, I mean, I don't know how everybody works, but just you know, do, do people often, <laughs> you know, start working on something and spend a ton of time, maybe a lifetime on something, not knowing what the end is gonna, or should look like, right? Yeah. I, I think that's a that's a beautiful thing about art.
1: I agree with that. And I think a lot of artists, I think that's what keeps a lot of us going. It's what mm-hmm. keeps me going is that there's always something more to explore. Yeah. There's these layers that are just building and building and building upon yeah. one another.
0: Yeah. It feels, it feels, I mean, it's, it's amazing. Cause right. We get, I think being an artist, we're so lucky cause we get to share what we make, right. Yeah. We get to get celebrated. I mean, I remember talking to somebody that, you know, came to a, uh, they were actually at somebody's, uh, Graduate, graduating MFA show And they were like This is so cool Like the The kind of like End of your road Of education All your family and friends Come to the gallery And celebrate you and, You know And they are like I just got my PhD And I just like You know Handed You know I, got, I had <laughs> to defend My dissertation In front of these people And then That was it yeah. right? Like there's no like Big celebration Yeah And so um, Then thinking about like The what, what How art You know How art serves The artist Is like we get to process our feelings and then, you know, and then it ends up in the, like, it could end up possibly in a gallery being celebrated.
1: Yes. And then someone's house.
0: Yeah. And then somebody's house, somebody (laughs) can pay you money for it. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Sometimes it feels uh, a little uh, fantasy land there. But, uh, you know, something I really thought was great that we talked about early on was, uh, before we started the interview is, is failure and the role that failure plays in, in art making and how uh, how that's something that uh, I, you know I think is important to have to talk about in art making and talk about in in teaching and mm-hmm. you know the opportunity uh, for us as artists and educators to model failure. So what are your thoughts on failure in the classroom and failure in art making?
1: I think failure is it, you know, I think (laughs) it's like really funny to say, but I think that there's so much that comes out of it. You know, I think there's a true, you know, in the classroom, that's how you truly learn as well. And I tell my students that like all the time and I'm like, it's okay if you fail. I'm like, first, this is your first time making (laughs) this, like first time doing this, first time making a mold. Like, yeah, Plaster disasters happen. Like, it's okay. But you've learned from that. How much did you learn from that? And not just learning of, like, the process and what you need to do differently, but also, like, the way the plaster hit the floor or hit the table and set up. And you're like, I love this texture. Would you have found that texture if you didn't explode a mold? (laughs) Maybe not, you know? So I think that, like, failure leads to a lot of new things as well and and maybe I can't tell if it's like we need to (laughs) reclaim the word failure and like put a different word like um think about it differently or you know we need to see it in a positive light or maybe we need a different word altogether because you know I think failure is where we're really learning and we're pushing boundaries and you know it's like when people say if you are comfortable, like are you really doing something like push yourself to that place of uncomfortableness um and be okay with failure so yeah. I think it's I think it's important I think there's a lot within even my practice it's like, oh, that fell and broke, <laughs> like <laughs> how do I?" what do I do now with it and and oftentimes I I come up with this creative way to put it back together that really adds another layer to the piece of um and I'm like oh I actually like this better kind of piece together in this way than I did while it was whole you know so there are some really beautiful things that can come out of failure yeah
0: I mean like you know failure as an exploration, right? Like it's an exploratory process. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I always get resistance from students when I'm you know, I, I tell them like, oh, you know, change the exposure on this photo and they'll do it in like these like little tiny increments. It's like, no, like push it to the part where it like falls apart. You can yeah. always come back, right? Yes. <laughs> like we're not there's not yes. <laughs> every little change of exposure in your photo isn't costing you ten thousand dollars. Like you can you can push it too far and then yeah. come back, right? Um yeah I think I think that uh I, I think the world would would benefit if everyone had to take an art class to learn to learn that, to learn failure and the acceptance of failure. Like I think that's something that uh, art is uniquely positioned to teach people.
1: I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I have two neuroscience majors in my class right now, you... and I was talking to them yesterday, and they're like, "We like I really enjoy this class. She's like, first, she's like, all my other classes, I just like sit there quietly and i'm given things and it's like i'm given things that have answers that i have to figure out she's like so when i came here she's like i was so confused when you were just like i want it more and you're like no just do it and i'm like do what i'm like what do you want to (laughs) do and i she's like i really i had to get comfortable with that you know and and comfortable with like this not working and all of that and i was She's, she really enjoys it. And I'm like, I'm glad because one, it's a nice break from that pace that she's in with. Sure. But it also, I told her, I was like, it's going to push you to think creatively when you do hit issues, totally. you yeah. know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, we live in a world that, you know, if there's one thing that we're, you know, there's a lack of, it's creative, you know, the ability to creative problem solve, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what, and that's what art education is, is creative problem solving so I think that's awesome. So one last question for you. What advice would you give a student in their first year of college who's interested in studying art but, you know, like, like you were, you were maybe, you know, you were in psychology but you were also thinking about art. Like what would you say to that student? What advice would you give them?
1: Go all in. Yeah. Go all in. And, and this, I mean this in the way of like really try I think one thing that I don't see my students doing and I'm pushing them is be in the studio all the time. You have access to the studio with these tools and these materials and the scrap bin outside <laughs> full of like metal and wood and it's just get in here and explore and figure it out and mess up, you know? And it's and and practice, you know. Earlier, you were talking about um, when you were saying like, we're just we're working and we don't have that answer, and it's like the things are coming to the front of our consciousness, and we just have to trust. It's it's the hours that we put into the studio that allows us to yep. trust our totally. process, you yep. know. And I I try to tell my students that like. Just really just be in the studio just making and if you can't be in the studio like what can you be doing at home like yeah. I really understand that we're all not always in a place that we can do this but like creativity is not limited to a certain space so like what materials can you play with what can you do at home or at work you know like we just really pushing it so that you're able to build up this trust in your process and build up this process um yeah so
0: yeah that's go beautiful all in. <laughs> yeah let's me go all in yeah yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, that's, I mean it's so true it's like there's no shortcuts right
1: there's none you
0: gotta you gotta put in the work and like what enjoyable work right like yeah I mean any everybody that I know that's an artist I mean you know they it 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 you know the process of making you know enriches their lives and it's like I mean, that's, that's, you know, and then at the end of the day, we get celebrated. We could possibly we get gets, celebrated. We more. get like celebrated. All, yeah, yeah. It's all great.
1: You, you know? know, there's like, there's the physical like creation of things where people are like, oh my gosh, you take those photos so well, or like you yeah. understand composition so well, or you can paint so well or sculpt so well. And it's like, yeah, but I wasn't like born this way yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) you know I put in the time to do this uh so there's the like the skills that you're practicing but also like if I wasn't in the studio exploring materials and and concepts and everything like just trying to like get everything out of me I would still be making this art that I'm not super excited about that it's like this super like limited conceptual in my mind of like what I was doing that I was like this is you're kind of just being Like hitting things uh what is the phrase, like hitting someone over the head with like what you're creating. It's like Oh yeah,
0: yeah, being like ham fisted, like just being Yeah, for sure.
1: So, you know, like would I have gotten to where I am and being able to truly open up into like the way that I wanna make work if I wasn't if I didn't get all the other stuff out of me. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) You know?
0: Yeah, it's I mean it's 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 a it's an enriching process. Um well I just really want to thank you for your time. You're somebody I think the world of you, I love I love the uh I mean, I love the way that you think. I love the way that uh you know, just looking at the things that you make without knowing you or even reading an artist statement or having any background, like it the objects you make really uh they really do communicate this like tension and this I mean there's it's just very rich work and I really I really appreciate all the thought you've put into Um, How you present your work And yourself as an artist and an educator Thank you Yeah, Thanks a lot uh, And
1: that's it Break (laughs) Break.
0: (laughs) I'm so pleased you're all out there listening and participating in our podcast And I hope you can go and see Sydney's work Alongside the work of other amazing Young Phoenix artists At the exhibition Forever Becoming At Scottsdale Museum of Contemporary Art It's open until January 23rd So get out there and go check out some art And I can't wait to release next semester's interviews. Those will be starting in January. And until then, I hope you all are inspired to go out there and make some art. All right, take care.